can't believe we just learned this about each other, but I also play dominoes. And we should play dominoes once it's safe to do so, Sheldon. Do we dare bring up how we got to, like, why no, we No, we don't. We're not going to talk <laughs> about how dominoes came up. What we are going to say is that when it is safe in Worst Case Ontario, yeah. you and I will get together and have some drinks and play dominoes. It'll be wonderful. We'll soak up the sun, the late August sun, when it's safe for, for us to go outside again. I'm John Chidley Hill. And I am Sheldon Alexander, frantically checking to make sure that my audio is recording properly. But you could hear me, which means that it was recording. But now I just plugged in the microphone. So if you notice that the audio level just changed a little bit off the front end, that's all it is. We're here. There's audio. Everything's cooking. But yeah. And this is You Killed It, the most professional challenge podcast on the internet. Mm -hmm. Always prepared. Always have everything plugged in. Well, people who are watching the pod will be like, whoa, look at the background. And, you know, that's right. It's like took Sheldon, one step forward and then <laughs> didn't plug in them, <laughs> didn't plug in the headphones. But here we Sheldon are. Come in, Sheldon come in with the high heat and the animated uh, background. Looks like he's at the beach. It's just a Zoom setting. It's literally one of their <laughs> template Zoom settings. I'm like, you know what? That brings me happy thoughts. So let's go with that. <laughs> Uh, do you know what does not bring me happy thoughts, Sheldon? Fessy. Fessy. And I, you know, one of these days, there's going to be an episode of You Killed It where one of us does not swear. And we're not going to have the explicit tag that gets automatically put on from uh, Apple, whatever it's called now. I was going to say iTunes. You know what it is. Apple Music, I guess. Apple, Apple Podcasts. Whatever. I think it's Apple Podcasts. Whatever. They suck. Sorry, guys. But today's not going to be that day because fuck Fessy. <laughs> right? So who would have thought like, that we would be in a position where if you listen long enough, like multiple seasons of this podcast, where Nelson is like the more favorable figure here <laughs> that I people are big enough and, and backing up Nelson more I'm so sorry. than someone Be else on the cast. Before you get too deep into this, I have to read you the first line from my notes. Mm -hmm. I can't believe we're going to have to like Nelson again. <laughs> Say something nice about Nelson, right? Remember yeah. that segment? That was the thing. <laughs> the Woe Nelly segment? I guess this is the Woe Nelly segment. Yes, I forgot about that. The Woe Nelly. I forgot <laughs> that's what you called it. I forgot about that. Um, so hold on. Did you post or were you tagged in something online that yes. explained that okay yeah get into that please. diane feely longtime listener friend of the show thanks diane uh i should check if it's diane or diana boy we are sharp today sheldon here's the thing my i'll be honest <laughs> I'll, I'll the reason why i'm like so scatterbrained is because i don't know where i see things like oh, was it on fair. facebook was it on like was it on I love that Facebook was the first thing I, I brought up as if I'm like just scrolling Facebook. Because you're a 70 year old. <laughs> exactly. I'm my mom. My mom says <laughs> nowadays like, oh, did you see that on Facebook? I'm like, that's what no. my mom says all yeah. the time. By the way, my mom says hello. So, you know, hey, that's so nice. That's so, tell her I said hello as well. Although, I, I will. actually, I was going to continue this. <laughs> Never mind. That was going to send us too far down a rabbit hole because there'd be too many, 
too many questions, but remind me afterwards and I'll, sure. I'll give you a note on that. So you were on MySpace. And where was the story going, Sheldon? <laughs> um, I was trying to remember where I saw this note that you're about to read about Nelson and his appearance on uh, the challenge reunion because I found it hilarious and I was going to jump right into it, but I was like, wait, where did I see that? Was that something that you posted? But go ahead. I'll, get, I'll hand the floor over to you. Thank you. So Diane Feely. We've been dominating this intro, by the way. There are people listening right now. They're just like, are you guys okay? <laughs> <laughs> Longtime listeners would know we are not okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, she tagged us in a uh, tweet from Scott Yeager from Challenge Mania podcast. Uh, who always has some insight because his co-host is, of course, Derek Kay, longtime cast member and a cast member on uh, OG All-Stars. Mm-hmm. And Scott said, Nelson flying to New York City, but doing so slightly later than was necessary to physically attend the reunion so that he needed to Skype in from his New York City hotel room down the street is the most Nelson thing ever. So has that been confirmed? Because I feel like if that was a thing, because I remember seeing that post before watching the reunion. He was definitely in a hotel room. 1,000%. But wouldn't that be a funny thing to bring up? Like in the reunion to like laugh at him and make fun of him? Because like, I mean, I'm not saying it's not true. I'm just saying if it is true, they should have definitely brought that up and made fun of him during the reunion. Because that's kind of ridiculous. I mean, for all we know, someone did bring it up and did chirp him about it. For sure. For sure. Um, so getting back to this segment, let's, we should have taken our Adderalls, Sheldon. We need to focus up here. <laughs> so Fessy and Nelson discuss Fessy's betrayal of Nelson mm-hmm. very early in the season. Yeah. And off the hop, Nelson sort of gives the background and says, you know, we really hit it off our first season together. I thought we were friends. Uh, We, you know, had some ups and downs over the off season. He alludes to an altercation between them, uh, which Fessy then explains that Nelson had come to him with a business opportunity. Fessy had agreed to it, then did some research that same day, according to Fessy, he did that research and was like, oh, no, this is not something I want to get into. Called Nelson back and was like, hey, man, thanks, but no thanks. They had a fight. They didn't speak for three months until the night before they were to arrive or go to the actual like compound mm-hmm. for the challenge. And they cleared the air then. And then obviously shit went down. Uh, Fessy asked Tori to throw him in against Nelson in Hall Brawl. He injured Nelson, allegedly took advantage of a pre-existing injury that Nelson had. And as we know, we saw all season, Corey held it against Fessy. Yeah. Uh, Nelson was very, I think, legitimately upset. And Fessy made an allusion saying like, oh, well, I, I sent you a text once I could, once I got out of the house. Is Nelson right to be angry that he got an essay text from Fessy rather than a phone call or a FaceTime. Well, here's the thing, right? That was very apparent to me. Fessy's true colors just continue to shine. And I think Fessy 
despite the fact of whoever reached out right before they went on the show, trying to like smooth things over, Fessy clearly still held feelings over whatever happened when their business deal fell through. That's the only explanation that would make sense to me as to why he would then proceed with the season the way that he did, right? Because nothing else really makes sense. If you're Fessy, you would not do that if that's someone you respected, if that was someone you were cool with. But also, Fessy, again, as most people do when they're not telling the truth, their true colors shine through and they tell on themselves. Fessy, throughout this conversation, as they keep going back to him, and the one thing we got to remember, even when a segment is is like broken down and becomes five minutes, that full entire conversation probably was like a half hour in length. <laughs> Do you know what I'm I mean? Sure it was. And then they edit it down, they cut it down to make it bite size and fit into the episode. But the thing is, to me, that I found interesting was that if you look at it, Fessy tells on himself where he blatantly says, well, you know, I've known this guy for like less than a year. And for three months, we didn't even talk after this happened. So now we're supposed to be boys. And it's like, hold on a second. So you can't play both sides of the fence. You can't be apologizing for what you did to someone you call a friend. And then in the next breath, be like, wait, how cool are we? If we've only really met each other for past year, like he's playing, he's talking out of both sides of his ass. And I think that's Fessy's biggest problem, right? So I think he clearly was still just holding a grudge. He's being extremely selfish and then talking himself into circles. So you asked me about Nelson and should Nelson be mad? I don't think he should be mad, but I'm also coming from a viewpoint in my old age, living through this crazy ass pandemic where I'm of the mindset of no one should ever really get mad. You should just become educated in terms of how you handle or deal with people going forward. Because getting mad doesn't really do anything, right? It's just like, oh, okay, this is how I have to deal with this person going forward. I think that Nelson has learned that lesson in regards to Fessy a little bit. He said, we're not even friends right now. And he later said, next time we're in the challenge house we're on opposite teams and you know for all of nelson's many many faults and there are so many and we i feel have done a good job at calling him out on them over the years yeah he is loyal to his male friends Ooh, i see what you did there yeah and we can't doubt his sincerity given his track record with how he has treated Hunter, how he's treated Corey. Yeah. And Corey, I'm just going to say it. Corey has blown me away this season with his emotional growth. He is so much more mature than he was, but like, and, and like, I've really liked Corey the past couple of seasons, but this season in particular, he has such insight and he's become such a good read of people and really mature. And I think he nailed it in this conversation where he said that he and Nelson have hold each other to such a high standard and their mistake was that they assumed that they could hold Fessy to that same standard. Yeah. And that was such good accountability on Corey's part because he's not saying Fessy, we forgive you Fessy. We're boys still. He's saying, we expected more of you than you were ready to give. And we're not going to forget that. And, and they, he was accountable, they were accountable for their own 
expectations. Exactly. Which is Which, exactly what I was just saying, right? Like yeah. getting mad at someone else, that's now like putting too much of your energy into someone else's like ability or airspace, right? Like when you allow someone else to hold that much power over you, you got to adjust, right? Yeah. You, uh, so exactly what you're saying. They took their responsibility for their role in it. Yeah, Fessy did us dirty, but part of that is on us for trusting him in that way, right? Yeah. Instead of, because there's different levels of trust, obviously, you have to maintain in, in the house, right? Because it's, you know, there's people that you're rocking with till the final. There's people you're rocking with maybe just as a number to get you to a certain point. And so, you know, they just got to adjust where Fessy fits into all of that. I wanted I to talk it. about, sorry to cut you off. I just, I want to talk about how other people reacted to all of this because I don't know what your impression was, mm-hmm. but my impression was no one in that room had Fessy's back except maybe a little bit Josh, but literally everyone else looked unimpressed. And some people went at him, specifically how, Cam and Devin, but. I'm going to look it up right now, but how old is Fessy? He's got to be like 25. Because what I was going to say, right, is it reminded me, I was going to say Fessy's obviously young, and I was going to take accountability and say that, you know, it reminds me of when I was young, and I feel like a bunch of other people, right? Because You could include me in that, for sure. No, because I'm going to say this, right? I remember a point where you realize at a certain point, Fessy was born in 1991. So he's 29 years old. Um, so I was saying, right, that Fessy at a certain point, when you're, when you're young and you think you're being accountable, you apologize and you say sorry, but then you follow up that apology with excuses or yeah. justifications for why you did what you did instead of just ending it at the apology. And I think why everyone else was so turned off by Fessy, everyone watching it, whether you were watching it on TV or you were watching them in person as the other people in the cast, it was so apparent that with every apology Fessy made, it was then followed up with an explanation. And there's always a caveat. Obviously, I will never say the name, but I remember there was someone very early on, like in my 20s, I remember we'd have arguments and I don't even want to say arguments because they would hit different levels on the scale, right? But I remember she'd always say, she's like, you just apologize, but then like you're you're still justifying what you did even like, and I'm like, no, but I'm sorry. And it's like, yeah, that's cool. You're sorry. But the fact that you still keep just trying to justify it Right. Like it, it lessens the apology. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, and I, I feel like and I know for me, it wasn't until I was older that I was fully able to actually comprehend the difference. One of the cast members sort of called this out to Fessy. It was one of the women I couldn't pick it. I think it was Anissa, but like she wasn't on camera. So I, I'm not it's funny because sure. I was trying to not say who the person was. And then I said she and then obviously you followed it up with. Well, one of the castmates, I'm pretty sure it was one of the women. And I just have to follow that up with, again, proven that women are much smarter than us. I'm just <laughs> putting that out there. And yeah. But I, I think it was Anissa said, as soon as you say but at the end of an apology, mm-hmm. it disqualifies everything you said before. Totally. But. Totally. And 
Devin also made a very good point about like the nature of apologies. A public embarrassment requires a public apology. So Fessy, or, or a public injury, I shouldn't say a public embarrassment. Fessy injured Nelson emotionally and physically mm -hmm. with what he did. A, I agree with Nelson that he should have gotten a phone call. And also, um, Devin's right that, you know, this is going to be like nationally broadcast. Like the thing to do, like if you're Fessy, the correct mature thing to do is uh, send that text if that's what you feel most comfortable with, but also include in the text. I would like to discuss this with you in person totally. or by phone when you are ready. And in fairness to Fessy, in person might not be possible because of COVID-19. Mm -hmm. Fair enough. But like, I would like to have another conversation about this when you are ready, <laughs> Nelson. And then also, when the, po when the episode airs, have a pre-made apology ready to go on Twitter. And in the apology, say, I've already apologized to Nelson uh, in private, but also I like can continue to own that apology publicly. And this is something that I think a, a lot of immature people do is they think that they can just apologize once and it's good. And that's not the case. Like once you've apologized once for something, what's the harm in apologizing again? Like if you're fessy and you've apologized once in text, what's the harm in apologizing on the phone and then on Twitter and then on the reunion. Like if you sincerely yeah. meant that first apology, the subsequent apologies aren't that big a deal because you're just restating where you stand. And also too, just realizing the difference between apologizing for how you made the other person feel is different than you actually apologizing for what you did. Mm -hmm. Right, mm -hmm. like those are two different things, right? And it makes sense. Like, oh, I did something and that affected someone else. I am apologizing and then saying sorry, but really I'm just sorry that you got mad about it, <laughs> right? <laughs> like that's a completely different thing than me being like, I shouldn't have done this, I am sorry, right? So, yeah. I mean, that's the thing with Fessy and it just continued because, you know, the thing with CT, it was exactly what we called and we predicted, you know, Fessy said that, He'd only, he never really watched enough of CT and he'd only really seen him on War of the Worlds one and two, which we said, right? We didn't, clearly he hadn't watched. But again, for every apology, he had an excuse. And it's like, okay, yes, that does add context to it, but you're still just wrong, <laughs> right? <laughs> like, Not only is he wrong, but the context he added, if anything, makes it worse. Oh, yeah, CT because CT won that, that season, right? Because he won one of the War of the World seasons. Mm -hmm. And so he's saying what Fessy is trying to argue is that, oh, I was ignorant. Like, I didn't know what I was talking about when I made those things. But first of all, again, CT had won. Mm -hmm. Second of all, it doesn't like ignorance isn't often an excuse and to say like oh i like he doesn't in his apology he never actually says the words oh i didn't know what i was talking about right like there's there's well, no ownership in it. what fessy says or does which is he's just looking at it and saying well in that season that ct won 
I could have beat him. Look at how out of shape he was, which even doesn't make sense because if you compare that CT to the CT that he's talking shit to in person mm-hmm. on this season, that's a different dude, right? Like, so none of it makes sense. And again, for what we just said, for every apology, he had an excuse. But let's move. Can we move away from Fessy for a bit? Like, I know he clogged up a lot of airspace in this episode, as he did for the whole season. But I'm, I I have a question about Fessy. Okay. For you, I want you to put on your producer hat because mm-hmm. you're our guy for this. I said last in last week's episode that it seemed like all of the reunion last week was about Fessy. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, a solid, like, 20 minutes of this week was based off of him. Do you think that they already knew that he would be back for another season of the challenge and they were setting him up to be a villain, for lack of a better thing? Like, do you think that this, the, because, like, if you actually watch, as you did, this season, Double Agents, he didn't figure as prominently as he is made out to in the reunion, is this them positioning him to be a more prominent figure, knowing that like they're not going to have old standbys like a Johnny Bananas? Maybe CT switches to OGs next season. Who knows? But like, is this a conscious decision by the producers? It definitely could be because you're always just building storylines, right? You're building rivalry. So whatever the next season is, whatever the the you know, the bit is, for lack of a better term, um, you know they're going to play back the montage of what happened between uh, Nelly and Fessy. Like, you just know that's going to happen. If, you know, now you have something to play back between Fessy and CT. You have something to play back between Fessy and Gabby, right? Like, you, Fessy and Tori. Like, you're just building Fessy and Anissa. Like, you're just building all this you know, background because you know, he's going to come back again, right? Like he's not going to come back until he wins, obviously. And so you can never have too many storylines. So it definitely does make sense to keep phrasing it that way. But also let's be honest, this wasn't a season where there was a huge, you know, storylines in terms of like, Oh, a crazy hookup or crazy fights in the house. Like it wasn't that kind of season. So you kind of got to just go with the storylines that you can hype up. And that's what we saw. That's what we got with Fessy. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want, they, they sort of go over some of the other beats. No, I don't want to. No. I, there's just, there's two points I wanted to touch on. Mm-hmm. And then we can zip through this. The first is that Kyle got really mad because he, they're talking about how Leroy, Cam, and Nani approached him with a yeah. scheme to get yeah. Fessy out. And then it blew up in Kyle's face. And as we said at the time, like Kyle didn't ask for this. Like Kyle was basically minding his own business and had, had accepted that he was going in. Yeah. And when Leroy starts to apologize, he goes, you know, Kyle, you're a snake. And Kyle got the most heated we've seen him in some time. The most heated we've seen him without Polly present. Yeah. And says, no everyone hides beyond this idea that i'm a snake and i have to say i have like i sympathize with kyle because it's so hard to change a negative reputation and like recently we have not seen a lot of evidence of him being a snake 
and like for it to be thrown in his face constantly like oh you're a bad guy like you had this coming like that would be so frustrating i really sympathize with him but here's the flip side right like maybe the term snake is wrong but the fact that the one thing that remains is that every single season you never really know which side Kyle's on because Kyle plays the same game where he friends everybody and he's kind of on both sides. And so I think that's kind of what people are talking about more so than him being an actual snake. The, yeah, I agree with you. He needs to refine his game style Mm -hmm. because there are other people that float, but they do it better. Ashley floats, CT floats, Darrell floats. Yeah. The other thing I want to bring up is Amber B, the Ambers, Amber B and Amber M argue about sort of their friendship, such as it was. Yeah. And Amber B and Josh are super critical of Amber M's YouTube and Twitter and social media attacks. And I, I just I have to say this for the record. I think that Amber B and Josh are missing the point of being a reality TV star. Like you're going to get a rough ride from time to time. And, like, Big Brother doesn't have as, to my knowledge, as, like, heated a social media presence. Like, there's not a war of words because, you know, they're living it on, and it's aired live on Big Brother. So, yeah, like, the dust is settled by the time they're on social media. But here, it's, like, a different ball game. It's more like, I've been watching a lot of Real Housewives of New York lately, Sheldon. <laughs> okay. <laughs> And it's more like that, right? Where like you have to accept that this was filmed in advance. People have time to a write their rhymes for like what they're gonna say when it's their turn to like tweet about you, and resentments build, and they got people in their ears, right? Like they got friends and family being like, "Yo, that's fucked up what Amber yeah. B did," right? And like, yeah. so it's not even necessarily for like Twitter or Instagram or whatever, but the like. They got their cousins, their mom, their mm-hmm. dad, their sister, their brother, whatever, being like, how could how could you let Amber B do you like that? So like, you know, they got they got the people up. in the corner. Yeah. So I think that's a big a big issue with Amber B and Josh and maybe big brother people in general. Like maybe we could say the mm-hmm. same about Fessy, where it's sort of a different animal that they're not quite used to. No, I totally agree with that. I think that makes total sense. I also think Josh just talked too much in this whole thing. Amber M also thought that and told him yeah. to stop talking because anytime anyone comes, air quotes, at one of his friends, he has to weigh in. Like he's, yeah. he's definitely too overprotective as a person. But it was just like he was stepping in and like not saying anything worth relevance. Like, he, sorry, he wasn't adding anything to the conversation. That's mm-hmm. it. He's just talking because he has lips. Um, one, th- one thing that I was surprised by, taken aback by, was A, how many people disliked Jay or dis- did not trust Jay? And two, how many people really disliked Teresa? Like, she didn't seem like she wasn't at the reunion, but it didn't well, seem like she had a single friend in the room. I was surprised. Well, here's two things. One, I think it's easy to diss the person when they're not there to defend themselves, right? And I feel like no matter who it is, if they weren't there, but they did something wrong, people would be a lot more free to discuss their mistakes if they're not there. 
So Teresa did people wrong in the house, but then now with, so they would have gone in on her, but the fact that she's not there to defend herself means they go in a little extra on her, right? And yeah. With Jay, I mean, we saw what Jay did. Jay just did like horrible gameplays, right? And so mm -hmm. that's his issue. Like he just lied to the wrong people. He chose the wrong people. He chose to side with Teresa because she was his partner. And I think Corey brought it up, right? Like people got the game messed up thinking that, oh, you're in this game with your partner, which you are, but not really, right? Mm -hmm. And Corey is a great example of that because he had a different partner every week, but also Casey and Leroy are a great example of that, right? They were partners, but they were essentially on other sides of the house. Whereas Jay and Teresa, they took it as, oh, we got to play together and do things that are like just for us. And it's like, nah, not really. So I think that's where this Jay slander came from. Um, it's too bad. I like Jay. Like I, and another thing that I thought was funny was they were, again, all very critical of Jay and Teresa and said that they were boring. Mm -hmm. I thought that Teresa was like, without Teresa, the show got a lot more boring in a hurry. Like in my mind, there was about five players that kept the season interesting. Jay, mm -hmm. Teresa, Kyle, Devin, I guess Ashley. Yeah. And, and you know, there's, a, I forgot that Nicole was on the season cause she got hurt so fast. I totally forgot that too. Um, but like those four or five and, and you know, there was certainly emotional elements because of Leroy and cam, but like in terms of like entertainment, like those were mm -hmm. the, the backbone of this season, I guess Fessy got well, help. Teresa, but... Teresa was trying to make big moves. Right. And so, you know, people say those are, it's horrible gameplay, but it's horrible gameplay because it didn't work, right? Because you can make big moves as long as you're willing to back it up. That's the age old tale of the challenge. Make big moves and be able to back it up when you get called on it and have to go into an elimination. Um, she just wasn't able to do that. Uh, someone who, you know, they talked about their elimination record a lot was Anissa. Mm -hmm. and, you know, there was a love affair there with Anissa for a bit in this episode. And Anissa, it's very interesting, right? Because she has a very, you know, I, I'm pretty sure fans are conflicted about their thoughts on Anissa, right? Because every season, it kind of plays out the same where people don't want Anissa on their team. They don't want to work with her. They're worried about running a final with her. And then before the final, she ends up getting thrown into elimination and getting eliminated. And she almost has the rep you know, I guess I should make this example for our Canadian listeners who get hockey, but like recently there's a whole thing where people are trying to downplay Patrick Marlowe's accomplishments just because mm -hmm. he played a lot of games, right? And people are like, oh, how dare we try to compare him to Gordy Howe? And, you know, there's American listeners listening right now that are like, who are these people that you're speaking of? But I have to, I have to say, listener, big chance. Mm -hmm. uh had some very kind things to say about the podcast including that we've taught him about canada oh so like okay. okay let's just be true to our maple syrup selves fair enough but the the correlation here is that obviously gordy howe is mentioned as one of the greatest hockey players ever and he held the record for most nhl games played well recently he played in four decades yes recently patrick marlowe tied that record and people were getting well tied and surpassed it but People were were discrediting it, discrediting it because Patrick Marlowe was not the same level of player. Like he's not considered one of the best NHL players ever. He just played a long time. 
So I'm making that analogy to Anissa because we're celebrating Anissa, but obviously a lot of the things that people say to back her up, like, oh, she has the most elimination wins or whatever. Like, yeah, but she's been on the show for a long time. And I think that we're able to add the nuance to the conversation without dissing her, just like we're able to add the nuance to Patrick Marlowe's career without dissing him, mm-hmm. right? Like just playing in this game year after year after year counts for something. Coming back for more year after year counts for something. Um, being a good, uh, you know, cause this show isn't just about the physical attributes. And I think one of the things people talked about was how they view Anissa in terms of her being a weak player and, you know, people dissing her and, and saying that, oh, they don't, she can't run, she can't do this, she can't do that. And it's like, we say it all the time. That's not the whole thing that this game is about. And someone like Fessy, maybe could have used more of Anissa being on his team further along in the season. I get your issues with the elimination, but as we just saw, my guy had Casey and that didn't work out for him either. I also, you know, Anissa's famous for always getting put into elimination Mm -hmm. right before the final. I truly believe that when people say, oh, I don't want to run a final with Anissa, I don't think that's true. I think that a lot of them are scared to run a final with Anissa. I think a lot, like, you know, this season we heard some of the guys say that, but women voted her in too, right? Mm-hmm. Like there's, and I think it's very much because they're scared that she could beat them. Like, okay, she's not the best at stamina, allegedly, we don't know that. But also, she's really good at all the other stuff. She's good at the math. She's good at the eating gross stuff. She's good at the puzzles. Stamina, in some respect, is about like mental toughness. Yeah. And she has that in spades. Mm-hmm. So like if, like if we look at this final that they just ran, I don't think she would have beat CT and Amber. I don't know that she would have been horrible, though. She would have been the slowest by moments, yeah. but she also would have caught up at the checkpoints. No, that's fair. That's fair. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. Um, Then they kind of just go through like some of the crazy things that happened. We don't got to jump into that, but... There's one crazy thing that I insist that we talk about, Sheldon. You know what it's going to be, right? Is it eating balls? Is that what what you're going to talk about? No. We have to talk about Nelson bringing a fleshlight. Oh, did I? I've had that written down. I thought that was later. Oh, yeah, yeah, that was that was later on. Okay, yeah, yeah. I was gonna I was gonna ask a question before that, but yeah, okay. we can jump. We'll no, 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 the... no, 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 no. Let's let's get right to that because I just have so many questions. So I mean, <laughs> so here's off. my thing. <laughs> old let's school t- MTV. Hold on, old school MTV. The challenge that definitely would have been a segment. Oh, a hundred percent. Right? A hundred percent. Right away when they brought it up and then they showed the uh, capsule, right? Cause they're like the mm-hmm. way that they worded it strategically was, and I'm, I'm, I don't even know why I'm tiptoeing, but I guess on some level, I always think about if someone's listening in their car with their kids, even though I don't think people would do that, but masturbation's whatever. healthy, Sheldon. <laughs> 
The point that I was trying to make, though, was that when they said capsule, it took me a second to be like, nah, they can't be talking about. And I was like, oh, they are talking about it. And then it got me thinking about like, and I guess because <laughs> we're going down a tangent here. Where I'm, we are. And I, 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 I want to go down this spiral because I, I have so many questions. I don't want to go down this spiral, but I will say this. The <laughs> fact is you are, are at work. So... <laughs> Yes, that too. But <laughs> that's hilarious. But I was going to say, I was, what I was going to say, though, was that, you know, I feel like we've gotten more perspective of what they go through in the challenge being on lockdown. Yeah, for sure. And so, you know, there's some perspective there that we can be like, okay, there's some long stretches here, we'll say, right? If I'm yes. going to phrase this properly. So, I just didn't get the fact that, okay, so then it made me think, wait, Nelson did that. Is that something else that people do in the house? But then I was also like, oh, when he said that he left it there and he never got it back, it's like, See, hold on a second. What, what are we talking about here? What is going on here? What is happening? And how is this not a segment on the show? So like, here's, here's my thinking and I, I'll do the talking here. Cause again, you are at work, and, but so my first thought was like, okay, he wants to jerk off in the house. I understand that line of thinking. Okay. Right? Like, I don't know what his relationship status is. Maybe he's trying to stay loyal to someone. Mm -hmm. Maybe uh, he doesn't want to air his dirty laundry anymore. Because, you know, Nelson has a checkered past. Mm -hmm. Sure. Maybe, maybe he doesn't he was worried that he wouldn't be into the women in the house. Who knows? I can understand the preparation for the possibility of needing to masturbate. Okay. I get it. But my question is like, he's been in these houses enough to know that you're going to be in like a room with bunk beds. So like, <laughs> is he doing the like, Duddy Kravitz and like waiting till everyone else falls asleep. What's Duddy Kravitz? What's that? What's it's <laughs> the apprenticeship of Duddy Kravitz is a book by Mordecai Richler. And there's a scene where the titular character jerks off okay. when he's working at like a summer camp. Okay. And like, he like thinks everyone else is asleep, but then they like make fun of him the next oh. day. Cause like they definitely knew what yeah, he was yeah, doing. Yeah. yeah. So like, is he planning on like sneaking this device to bed with him and then waiting till everyone's asleep or is he like i'll take this to the shower to handle things there and it also begs the question why can't he just do things like manually like au naturel right so i'm not gonna I'm, I'm not gonna touch that i i have one more question though in terms of not touching so he's committed to this course of action which you know, his, his thought process is his own. Mm -hmm. I think we've established you and I don't agree with his thought process, but then why would you leave it behind? Like how, like, I don't, I, I mean, the only thing I can take from that is there, I guess there was some sharing involved, which I don't know how those things work, but which I, opens I up, assume that like, you're not supposed to share. I, I, that would be my assumption. But then you get <laughs> into like, 
ideally then you're getting into like how do you disinfect right like mm -hmm. how are you yeah keeping it clean for here's, your friend here's here's my point and how i'll round this whole part of the conversation off okay okay <laughs> i was about to say something that was completely inappropriate but we'll just move on the main point here is that mtv i rarely ever say this i rarely ever say this about the producers of the show i rarely ever say this about the editors but the, you you guys drop the ball here this needed to be a segment in one of the episodes where we get a full breakdown of someone finding said item someone discussing said item and a breakdown of how this fit into nelson's experience within the house we needed a full breakdown mm -hmm. and the only answer that i can think of in their defense is that our theories about making the show whatever the tv rating is mature or pg-13 or whatever it is that had to be it because i feel like if this was an older episode or older season of the challenge that definitely would have been in like oh my god look at what we found in nelson's bag or whatever however it, it came about it definitely would have been a thing and i'm disappointed that it wasn't because you just brought up a lot of logistical <laughs> logistical questions we'll say mm -hmm. and you know i feel like that would be a very funny segment that I agree. Great TV. So my assumption is I will defend the producers and say, you know, I'll continue this theory of me thinking they had to keep their rating at a certain level. And that's why they never put that into the actual uh, episode. I'm just saying, I mean, there was a couple episodes that they did that were only 60 minutes long. <laughs> and there's a couple of episodes that definitely had some filler. We could have had some flashlight talk. Right. I think me and you are interested in this conversation for two different reasons. <laughs> I'm more focused on like, I want to know how this came up. I'm focused in on the content aspect of it. I want to know the conversation in the house that yeah, how did the, whoever how did they the discovered this. find out. Yeah, exactly. That's what I want to know about. I want to know how that went down in the house. I also want to know like, you know, because we see it. The next conversation was about who was hooking up and, and mm -hmm. all the people kissing and all that stuff. And, you know, I think like that's something that I'd be interested in how that broke down in the sense of, okay, well, he brings this along with him. But also, you know, you're going to find other people that are there, other people that are in the house that are just as lonely as you are. And mm -hmm. get some comforting from one night to the next, let's say right and how that went down so that's all i'm saying i'm interested in that conversation uh, what's interesting i don't know if you saw this i can't remember where i saw it uh but there was a video after like uh nelson or amber b one of them went live on instagram and they were together oh having sharing a glass of wine mm -hmm. you know they were into their cups and I have to tell you, the sexual tension between them was so thick, Ooh. very thick. Like yeah. when Instagram went off, we yeah. can guess what went off. But oh. like Nelson should know what the like the potential of the house. And again, like it's not like he can't handle things himself. Like but I don't also... understand why he needed a tool. But I also stand by the fact that 
I think there's stuff that they didn't show us. Oh yeah. Right. Like there's stuff, there's people that were hooking up in the house and they didn't show us because of whatever reason. Right. But like gone are the days where you're going to have the scene that Anissa referenced. Cause remember Anissa was talking about Ashley and Ashley kissing whoever it was. Was it Fessy? I think it was. And Anissa referenced, Oh, we've seen you do more or something like that. Mm But she's legitimately referencing Ashley having sex with, was it, Kara's cousin yeah who it was yeah Uh, Jamie and she hooked up with Kyle which she made a joke about no 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 but I'm saying like if we were like they would never show this like the way that this season played out they would never show that scene of everyone in the house gathering around to look through the window at Mm -hmm. Kara having or not Kara at Ashley having sex in this Mm -hmm. like basement or whatever it was of the of the house so I don't know. That's that's the thing that made it kind of interesting to me. Um, and did we know about like they showed all the hookups and whatever, like Big T kissing whoever, cool. Um, did we know about Michi and Amber M? Did we know about that? No, no. Um, I did like Devin's song though, and I know you liked Devin's song too. I was impressed with how good Devin's singing voice is. <laughs> It was a catchy song. There was no Justin Bieber, but it was a catchy song. No, no. And, you know, we stand for Biebs on this podcast. Listen, I'll say this. Biebs is a Leaf fan, and he's just making bangers these days. I won't be mad at that. The pride of Stratford, Ontario. How can we not dig our guy? Um, I'm not sure that there's any MVPs this week. Well, I was just going to say, the the last thing I was going to say was maybe he fits into the MVP was the Leroy montage. Yeah, right? okay. I'll, nice say, I'll accept that. I'll co-sign that. Right. So, like, you know, goodbye to Lee. I thought it was kind of whack, though. They didn't have anything from, like, if you're putting together clips, like, you couldn't get a clip from Bananas or Wes. Yeah, that was I found surprising. that kind of weird. Um, but, yeah, Leroy going out, I thought that was kind of cool to, you know, have a bunch of people say good things about Lee. And I thought that was that was cool. You know, if there was an MVP, I'll give that to Lee. Uh, where can the good people find you on social media? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Shell Alexander, on Instagram at Sheldon Alexander. And of course, like and subscribe to the YouTube page, wherever, you know, at Sheldon Alexander is on YouTube, <laughs> wherever. I was going to say wherever you get your YouTubes, but that doesn't make sense. On YouTube, Sheldon Alexander. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Hill. And until next week, when oh, we will yeah. be back, we should discuss to, this to we review OG All Stars. Yeah, we're gonna start from the beginning of uh, the OG All Stars, and we'll still in our same time slot. You'll be able to find this pod, and each week we're gonna go through each episode of the OG All Star season. So, if you like, you killed it every week. No worries, we're not going anywhere. We'll be back. And for some of the people, if you've been following us during this season, we kind of teased that we were going to do this. So, hey, if you've been waiting to watch the OG season, you can watch it with us. Week in and week out, we'll discuss it. So until next week, this was You Killed It. Well done. Well done. My neighbors are going to hate me.